Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Receive $50 towards any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash ring. Welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast, a podcast for anyone currently listening to this podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak wedding planner and big fan of The Office. And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer, and I pick things up and put them down. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode hey. 44 of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Start. We need to like come up with some new introductions. Other than like just, what? hey, how about... Well, guten Yo. Tag. Yo. Guten Tag, Fräulein. Wie geht's es heute? What is that? How are you today? How are you today? Oh. I don't know if I quite had that right, but if there's any German-speaking folk out there, let me know how it was. Yeah, you basically Wie just geht's? said the, the pickle is in the onion, is basically what you just said. <laughs> That's why ice cream doesn't have bones. <laughs> so we are talking about self-care in today's episode which is something my 2018 has very much been centered around this concept of self-care. So I'm excited to be talking about it today. Yeah, you've um, some big leaps this year already. Thank you. Thank you. In fact, yesterday, speaking of self-care, I made an appointment to get a massage because I Ooh. love getting a massage. Yes. And um, my partner, Mike, who is wonderful, actually got me a gift certificate because he was uh, very oh. thoughtful and I've had all these like knots and crazy things going on. And um, he got me a gift certificate specifically for a therapeutic massage. And I was like, cool, that yes. sounds great. Yes. Dan, I got my butt kicked yesterday. Yep. On a massage table. <laughs> yep. It was it was um, probably exactly what my body needed. However, I was expecting and anticipating a very relaxing relaxing massage experience, and I cried for an hour. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that you say that because Tuesday I had a massage as well, and I. Uh, it's one of my couples. Uh, they they own a uh, massage business together, and it's amazing. Um, but it's not a like a touchy feely like feel good relaxing massage. It's to make your body f- work the way it's supposed to to break down all that connective tissue like the fascia that like gets all bound up and release it all. And he was wor- I said like I need you to work on my legs like ninety percent of the time, and then maybe my my back a little bit. And I'm going back in two weeks, and he's going to do my back. And uh, he spent a good forty minutes like just working on on my legs and at one point he was like holy crap 
there's like a huge knot in your calf. Mm-hmm. And have you ever had your your like any of your muscles scraped with like the scraper? Mm-hmm. Did they do that at all? Uh, not he, not this time, but I've I've seen that before. Oh my gosh! Like it, my leg is still sore from him scraping this out, and I could feel it. Like for for weeks before that, like I could feel that like the front of my calf or like the front of my shin was all jacked up, mm-hmm. but like it feels so good. Like I could feel it being released, and like all that all that like all those knots and all that tightness that's been in my legs for weeks is all gone and that's good it's because he worked it to death yes so i guess i received a different kind of self-care than i was expecting <laughs> but good nonetheless do you now do you feel better now though i feel sore uh and i think in a few days it's all going to feel a lot better than it has been um again yeah. i think it was just because i for some reason in my head i was like therapeutic it was going to be like aromas and you know just this very like relaxing experience and it was not at all <laughs> like <laughs> oh it was brutal um but yeah so i'm glad that we both though did that this week because i think that's like it's very interesting that as we go into this week to talk about self-care that we both participated in self-care. Yeah. And I guess that's, you know, there's, I think there's so many different levels of self-care and everybody, um, you know, self-care to me might be different to you, might be different to anybody listening. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like that physical aspect of, you know, eating right, exercising, getting your body in, mm-hmm. you know, getting in tune with your body and that kind of stuff. But there's also just like decision by decision, everyday basis. Like, am I going to veg out and watch TV all night? Like that's what I had to do on Wednesday. I I, like, I was had a cold and I forced myself to just lay on the couch and, and binge watch stranger things too all day. Um, and that's exactly what my body needed. But then there's also, Hey, you know, I need to get up and just get outside because it's beautiful out today. And, um, I'm going to put off doing this thing for 10 minutes because I need some fresh air for myself and I need to rejuvenate myself, you know? Right, right, right. For me, it's as little as just washing my face before bed. As a woman, I know I'm supposed to wash my face every night before bed and I don't, I suck at it. Um, so for me, it's like the days, the nights that I go to bed when I've washed my face is to me like, ugh good job, Danielle. Like you did that little thing for yourself. Like that to me goes a long way, but like, again, it's different for, for, for everybody for sure. You know, even last, even last night, um, mini little thing for myself. uh, I had a, a meeting an hour away from home. It was in Delaware and I knew that it was at seven o'clock and I knew that if I left at five, I would be stuck in traffic all the way down there. If I left any later than five, I would potentially be late to the meeting. And I was like, you know what? I asked Rachel and I said, is it okay if I leave at four? I'm just going to get down there early. And I parked like near where I was supposed to be. And I just walked around like on this little walking trail for like an hour. I found like a little organic shop that I was like, well, I'm going out to dinner with my couple. So I don't want to eat anything crazy. But I got I just got an apple and I just sat and like it's been the it was 70 degrees yesterday, which is the first time it's been over like 50 at all uh, in the last couple months. And I just like took this hour to myself mm-hmm. and it was so good. And I'm so glad that Rachel, you know, let me do that. And she w- was able to watch Alice beforehand and everything. But it's just like that little decision, like, all right, I, I can fit this little time in for myself. And I, I feel so much better today just for breathing in some fresh air, you know? Right. So instead of sitting for an hour and a half in traffic, you left a little bit early and then had an, a more peaceful hour to just for yourself. I love that. I love getting to meetings early, especially for meeting yeah. at like a Starbucks or someplace nearby that, 
that has like, you know, a place that you could just sort of sit. Um, sometimes I like to do work. Sometimes I like to just read a book, you know, just that time just to, I love that versus sitting in traffic in the car. I agree, especially for yeah. us where you and I come from uh, getting into the city of Philadelphia. You, you have to go maybe five miles, but you can sit there for a good hour just yeah. crawling along. So it can be, it can be frustrating. Yeah, it can yeah. be very frustrating and just very stressful. I'm um, I'm a very cautious driver, so I don't like I always worry less about myself. I worry about like the other people like zigging and zagging and doing all that crazy stuff. The you drivers, Dan. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not a no, no, driver. you're a good driver. Um, but you know, this actually is a good way to start this episode because so often we get like wrapped up in in like the wedding stuff that like really can derail us from from like the whole purpose of this thing. And yes. I, I feel like what we're going to talk about in this first little part is just scheduling that like non-wedding time. Yes, I totally agree. But can I share something with everybody first before we oh, jump yeah. in? Yeah. yeah. So so to everybody listening to this, this episode is coming out on Tuesday, April 17th. If you're listening to this on that day or the next, I am actually going to be doing a Facebook Live event on Wednesday evening. Uh Wednesday, April 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Time. I don't know if we're in Standard Time or not now, but anyway. So I'm doing it on my Facebook page, the DPNAK Facebook page. Um, if you go to facebook.com slash DPNAK, you'll see it on there. Um, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about sort of building your timeline, some common things that people forget. And then I'm just opening it up to do a full Q&A session with anybody that's on there. And I'm going to do my best cool. to answer yeah, as many questions as possible. But you, anyone is invited, you you guys are obviously all invited as listeners of this podcast. Um, I love you guys and just wanted to uh, extend that invitation to everybody listening. So, yes. Okay, if now you, we can. Yes. <laughs> if you don't take Danielle up on that offer, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't because, I mean, she's the best in the biz and she's giving away a whole bunch of free, amazing information. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, a big part of what I do is because I really I love sharing things and I love doing anything I can to give people little nuggets of information to just feel confident and feel good about the planning process because I think that's where so much of the stress comes from and um, is that self-doubt and that that questioning yourself and I just want to give people the answers to their questions that either they've been stewing about or just just don't know where to go um, I want to do my best to help people and um, to me it's, I like doing Facebook live so yeah yeah, you've got such a big heart, Danielle. Nah, it's it's the size of my fist, they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's jump into uh let's jump into some self-care chat, shall we? Cool. So okay. I was saying before about like non-wedding time, right? Like n like time throughout the planning process that's designated as like non-planning time where where you connect with your significant other, you do take some time for yourself. What do you think, Danielle? How, how do, yeah. Can you un unpack this a little more, maybe peel the veil back on, on non-wedding time? Yeah, well, I think it's so easy for wedding planning to take over your life. Um, yep. And I think it comes in, in waves. I think right at the beginning, when you get engaged and you start making your big picture decisions, like where are you getting married, who's our photographer, that point can suddenly feel like, yes, we're like checking things off the list and all is good. And then you go through a little bit of a lull. And then as you approach your wedding day, like the final three months before, things start yep. amping up again and things can really start taking over there. So I think it Big is time. so important to, um, 
as and as strange as it feels to plan time that you're not going to talk about a wedding um, or not going to work on a wedding, I think it I think it is important, especially as you head into those final crunch times, because so often we know that heading into the wedding with all of these things and constant wedding, 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 the wedding comes and then the wedding's over and you're left yep. with this void. In fact, we did an episode on this, episode 15, uh, called The Post-Wedding Blues. And to summarize that episode, there's just this huge event that takes up your entire life and then it's over um, and you have this feeling of like, well, now what? And you know, maybe you're bored and all these things. So we talk a little bit about what to expect as well as some ways yeah. to prepare for it and some things to plan to ease into the chapter of married life as well in that episode yeah when we entered that final stage of planning those three months i it's like everything is dependent on something else like you have to send your invitations you can't do your seating chart before you get your invitations back and you just like uh, and you can't tell the venue and the caterer like how many people are coming until you get all the responses back and it's just like you know all these things that really add on um and with me obviously being in the wedding industry, I just remember at the two-week mark to our wedding, Rachel and I said, okay, we're going to go away this weekend. We're just going to reconnect. We went like just down to the beach. We stayed over for like just the weekend. Um, and we just like connected again as a couple because things were just so nuts. Like it was exciting to get all our little yellow envelopes back and, you know, find out another person was going to come share our day with us. But, but there was just still so much that kept distracting us like between, you know, the wedding work that I had to do to, you know, make my clients happy, um, and our wedding planning and, you know, Rachel's job and all these different things. We just were spread so thin and we were like, you know what, we're going to reset like this two week mark. Um, and we're just going to take time for each other and refocus on everything we need. And that, I, I cannot recommend that enough to every one of my couples and every couple out there. Um, I mean, obviously, if you can do this a couple of times throughout the process, but at the least, you just need a little time, a little date night, a little date weekend just to connect again as a couple and remember what this whole thing is for, you know? Right. Because you're you're planning your wedding, but ultimately you're planning this large scale event that you probably haven't planned before in your life. And you're surrounding it around this very monumental uh, event that's happening personally to you. So it's a very huge undertaking. It's not the fact that, oh, planning a our wedding, our wedding is stressful. It's planning a large scale event that can be really stressful. So I yeah, think it's easy time. to intertwine the fact that like, oh, this is so stressful and we're freaking out to, oh, crap, what are we doing? Like, is this is this the right thing? It there, it's easy for those things to um, sort of intertwine themselves together when I think they're actually separate things and going away or doing whatever it is you need to do as a couple. Uh, maybe it's just taking an afternoon hike. Maybe it's it's planning a really nice dinner for the two of you. Whatever you do that makes sense to you. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Um, yep. And and put that if if your wedding is a year away, put that on your calendar right now. Put that on your calendar that that weekend or that whatever. Yep. You can't plan a meeting. You can't plan a fitting. You can't plan. You can't get together with mom to talk. Nope. It's that's that weekend is already scheduled for something. I love that. Done. Yes. Right, right now. Seriously. Right now. right now. Do it. Pause the podcast. Exactly. Because if, if you're like me, I'm like, okay, like I expect too much of my future self. Um, <laughs> yes. It's like. You know what I mean? Like, like I have to do the thing right now. Like, if I get excited to like exercise, it's like, all right, drop everything, do it right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. I just have to do it. 
<clears throat> and I think uh, a, a good way to even um, approach to be even more proactive to it. So that's one option is, you know, planning some time to just completely detach from wedding and reframe, refocus on the two of you and your relationship together and your partnership. Um, but I think it's also important to sort of, or an option would be to just designate one night a week um, as you sort yeah. of start with the planning process, designate one night a week that is a hundred percent wedding chat. That the only thing you're going to do that night, whether you know maybe it's wedding Wednesday, that that night you spend four hours, one hour, two hours, whatever you need to say. Okay, we're going to talk about the wedding, and then the rest of the week is your personal lives as as that. they usually are. But yeah, so that way you can take that one night. Make a plan for what needs to happen going forward. Okay, can you work on this? All right, cool. I'll work on that. Cool. Meet you next Wednesday for our next wedding meeting. <laughs> you know, I, I think I love I that. Think that's a great way. I love that because I, I feel like my inclination is to like do the opposite. Like, oh, let's just have like one night that's the date night. When it, and you're right though, it should be the opposite. It's well, yeah. I I think it depends on where you at. If you're if you still right. have a few months to go. This is very doable, in my opinion. Yeah. To have a very productive one night a week, I think it's absolutely possible. But yeah, I, I think as you get closer, it's harder. Yeah, definitely. And there's some weeks that you might have one thing to talk about. Hey, yep. did you see the proposal from the florist? Did everything look good to you? Yeah, can we add a corsage for my grandma? I think that would be nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll email the florist tomorrow. Done. And that's all you have to talk about. And then you go back to you know watching your Netflix or, or eating your dinner, whatever it is. Not Other, going on the couch. Yeah, other weeks, sometimes maybe you have a little bit more to talk about. But I think if you sort of yeah. designate, and that way you're not maybe approaching your partner when they're just not focused, they're not in the right headspace. Um, you're not saying like, hey, did you do that thing? Or hey, what about this? You know, this night is our, our wedding night chat. And that's what we're going to do tonight. And is what it is. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, I like that concept a lot. Um, and I think... I think it's an easier way to to find a balance between each of your responsibilities, depending on how you're divvying up tasks. And I think it's a good way too to say, you know, say your partner has a big something that they're preparing for that week, whether it's a big thing in their career, a big thing in their personal life, maybe their parent is having a surgery or whatever it is. I think that's a good time to say, hey, like you have a really tough week this week, or you have a week that you need to focus a lot on this. I'm going to take this, this, and this so you can focus on that. Does that sound okay? Yes, yeah. great. And on to the next thing. And I think that's a good way to like approach the partnership just in general. Um, but I think just sort of acknowledging like, hey, I know we have this big wedding coming up. Uh, but I also know you have this thing that's really big going on at work. Uh, so I'm going to make sure I do this, this and this. Uh, are you cool with that? Great. So cool. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, though, during those last few weeks, it's it is tough not to center every conversation about wedding, 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 wedding. And I think um, I think maybe if you have to do the opposite as you get closer that you designate that one night a week to not talk about the wedding. I, yeah. I don't think there's there's any you know shame in that unless it's maybe just to say like how freaking excited you are for it, in which case that is absolutely allowed. But um, <laughs> and same goes for really anyone directly involved in the wedding too. I think it's important to recognize that they also have personal lives and that it's important to stay engaged in what they have going on in their life too. Uh, you know, if you have a parent who's very involved in helping you plan your wedding, um, I think it's important to always, or to remember to ask them, you know, things about what's happening in their personal life as well. Hey mom, how's, yeah. how's work going? I know your boss has been tricky. I think that goes a really long way. Yeah, that's for sure. 
And hmm. doing stuff like that, I think, fills your soul up too. I think when you stay, you know, engaged in, in building those relationships. So, yeah. I definitely think that I'm guilty of that. Of like, there's a couple of people who are like good friends of mine that I also work closely with in this, uh, like a loose business enterprise that they have. And I just do some like marketing and, uh, and some ad creation and things like that for them. And it's funny how, how quickly our conversations can be, have changed from like the friendly, normal conversations that we had before we were working together to just like, only about the business, only about building this, getting more followers, this or that. And it's just, it's every once in a while we like pull ourselves back and just say, Hey, you know, we're also friends first here. Like we need to just spend some time, you know, chatting and, you know, checking in with each other and seeing how we are. Everything is not about this, mm-hmm. um, about this one thing, because at some point, like, especially with a wedding, like the wedding's going to be over and the relationship has still has to be solid. So, right. you know, this is like an addition that you bring in, talk about sometimes, but the friendship still has to be first, you know? Right, 100% agree. And I think in nurturing those friendships too, there's, that's what we're talking about here, self-care. Nurturing those friendships is, does fill your soul and does help sort of balance out your life a little bit. When it feels like all of those wedding plans are coming in and, and they're, you know, everything just starts sitting on your shoulder. I think, I think doing things like that um, mm-hmm. may be one way in your life that you can exercise self-care and and honestly make another person's life more, you know, uh, that experience more joyful with them as well. Because, you know, they walk away from that being like, hey, you know, you know, he's planning that big wedding, but like he just totally stopped and talked to me about my kids for like 10 minutes. Like, that, you know, that's, it's great. Love that. You know, it's, he's a good guy, yeah. you know? So, yeah. All right. So another thing that I want to talk about is, um, I, I don't know how to say this any other way other than just sort of remembering your personal hygiene and your routines, we'll say. So, <laughs> A, I guess it's A, remembering to shower and bathe and brush your teeth and all of that. But <laughs> So I think when you get engaged, um, you know, you sort of enter into this new chapter and suddenly you're planning this wonderful wedding. It can be easy to sort of put your normal routines on the back burner and say, well, I don't have, I don't have time to go to that cycling class now. I need to, I need to dedicate that time to this. Um, and I think any stressful or any big life change event is the most important time to maintain those healthy routines that you have in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Dan, you have been really great at, uh, sort of working out and getting your exercises in lately. And do you ever have those days where you just, you don't do it and then you feel weirdly off and it affects sort of so many other things yeah it's funny like i've come to realize that the punch the clock kind of workouts you know what i mean like like everybody's if you look at like the instagram fitness people and all that stuff they like have this pump and they're all like super sexy looking and way hyped and like the the workouts like amazing i think a lot of times the beforehand of me like wanting to get my exercise in is tough and like like I enter into it and it's like it's like I'm punching the clock right like I I know I need to do it and I just like get it done and then afterwards I'm like wow like I I it's like a win for motivation it's a win for confidence it's a win for like for yourself saying like okay I didn't just like give up I didn't just give in to like wanting to 
veg out on the couch, which don't get me wrong. Like there are times when it's like my body and my heart and my mind need vegging out on the couch. But most of the time I, I need to be active. I need to like feed my my soul with like making myself feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have eliminated as many of the obstacles as I possibly could in order to make that happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I used to go to the a gym um, and I quit that gym because it didn't have the equipment that I wanted. Then I went to another gym and I realized that I was spending 15 minutes driving each way to get there um, after dropping my daughter off at daycare. And then um, sometimes the exercise, the workout would be like an hour uh, sometimes it'd be an hour and a half because they'd be waiting for other people and all these different things. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit this gym. I'm just going to buy the things that I need and put them in my basement. Now, some people might have apartments. They don't have the ability to do this. But it was just like I just needed <laughs> to eliminate all the roadblocks to make this as easy as possible because I was creating every excuse possible to not exercise, to just go into my office, sit down in my chair for 10 hours, and then all of a sudden, before I know it, I haven't eaten lunch, I haven't done anything, and I've just been sitting in front of my computer for the whole day, and I haven't seen any sunlight. So I just, right. you know, even when my daughter's sleeping, it's like I can still go downstairs and exercise really quick while she's sleeping, whatever, like, I've eliminated all the excuses, you know, right. and it's just, that's what I needed to do. I like that too. Also, just to expand on your point too, I think there's very little excuses not to have something at your house that you can work out with. And it does not need to be like formal gym equipment. You can fill up a gallon jug of water and work, get a really good workout with that. They make all kinds of things that are either very minimal or small. A kettlebell is great thing yeah. and you can get a full workout in with one little kettlebell so i think that there's yep. um you know if you don't necessarily have the space to do a full gym or you know maybe that's just not your workout style too i think th- i think there's tons of options with that but what i'm what i really just want to get across is the fact that if this is something that you normally do it is more important than ever to continue doing those things because if you start Big putting time. those on the back burner all the other self-care things will also get put on the back burner and suddenly you are just burnt out and stressed and frazzled and you're like what is wrong with me like it's just everything feels off um even if outside of working out if you just if your routine is every sunday night you give yourself this like wonderful mud mask and maybe you take a hot Mm. bath with a book continue doing that because your body is going to crave that that normalcy and in order to balance out all of the thoughts and emotions that are filling you up, it's going to look for those times that are like, hey, you know, your body's going to be like, hey, uh, you know, Danielle, it's it's Sunday night. Like, come on, where's where's our face mask? You know, like yep. get off get off of Facebook and stop looking at, uh, you know, Pinterest pictures Pinterest. of weddings. Yeah, like, come on, we need our face mask. You know, this is our face mask night. So that to me is, is really important. And go ahead, Dan. I, I think... I think the thing right there is like sometimes it becomes hard to justify to yourself taking the time for yourself when you've got things you need to do, when you've got all this stuff on your plate. And I guess what I would have to say to you is that you deserve it. Absolutely. I I think there's few people in this world who don't waste time throughout their day somewhere. And I think if you are saying, oh, there just isn't enough time, I think it's a good time to reevaluate your day and see where you're spending that time. Um, For me, I am super uh, bad at 
when I'm waiting in line somewhere, I will absolutely flip through Instagram and and check, you know, whatever's happening. I will easily waste an hour of time just going down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos. Not every day, yeah. but I, I absolutely do that. So when I start to say like, oh, there's just no time to work out, like, mm, I'm just not prioritizing time to work out or do right. whatever thing it is that I need to do in order to take care of myself. And honestly, while going down the rabbit of YouTube videos sometimes is very enjoyable, most times I walk away from it just being a little bit drained and like, ah, where did that hour of time yeah. just go? So, <laughs> yeah. And I think, it, you know, there's little things you can do like, can you wake up a few minutes earlier? Maybe it's just a matter of waking up 10 minutes earlier and meditating yeah. in the morning or it's a matter of meal planning for the week being proactive and saying you know this weekend we're going to meal plan our entire things for the week buy our groceries and then we don't have to think about what we're making for dinner we already know yep it's so funny how like just a little change like that uh like waking up a little earlier makes such a huge difference like if alice wakes me up in the morning because rachel gets out of the door really quickly and she's up way before me if i get up with rachel get up, make my breakfast, have like a little time to read just for a couple minutes, a half hour before Alice wakes up. I am so much in a better place than if Alice is my alarm clock. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, Cause then I don't have any me time. And it's like, like just making that effort, just saying like, what, what really is going to matter an extra 20 minutes of sleep or starting my day off and being up and ready and excited so I can really pour into my daughter's life when she gets up rather right. than being a grump. And usually I'm I'm a notorious snooze hitter. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, like that extra 9, 10, 20, whatever minutes it is, is never restful sleep because you spend the first five minutes being like, okay, go back to bed, go back to bed, go back to bed. And you finally go back to bed and then your stinking alarm goes off and you're like, Ugh! you're just as angry One as more. when it went off the first time. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, granted, guys, I get it. This is so much easier to sit here and say than do. I slept in until nine o'clock this morning, so I get. Ah. <laughs> but it's, I'm much happier the days I wake up earlier. But today, my body, I honestly, I did not make a decision to go back to sleep. My body just instantly fell back to sleep, and I woke up, and it was a little bit before nine, and I went, "Oh boy!" <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's take a a quick break to talk about something else that's great for your self care. Ooh. Good sleep. Good sleep. <laughs> okay, you keep talking, Dan. I'm going to snore in the background the whole time. <laughs> okay, let's try this. <laughs> Casper mattresses are like sleeping on a dreamy cloud. They offer this zoned support so you can get extra support for your back and all the different points of your body to make sure that they stay aligned, which is more and more awesome as we get older. Mm -hmm. And if you happen to be a night sweater, Casper uses these open cell foams that have tiny pores to let excess hot air escape so you can stay cool and comfortable. I hate when my sheets feel hot and my pillow's hot and I'm just like sweating and it, oh, it's like when everything is nice and cool, that like cool sheet feeling, it's just ideal sleeping conditions. And this mattress will help aid with that. Yeah. Um, they offer free shipping and returns, so your mattress will literally show up in the smallest box ever. It's ridiculous. 
Yeah. And as a Put a Ring on a Podcast listener, Casper is very graciously giving you 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase. Just visit caspertrial.com slash ring to save $50 off your mattress. Sleep better or your money back. Okay. So what else What else do we have on our list, Danielle? What's, what, what's next and things we want to talk about? Yeah. I think I want to talk about the concept of looking your best for your wedding. Like who doesn't really want to okay. look their best on their wedding day, yeah, right? Totally. Um, and I think it's easy to, um, for many of us when we get engaged to say, well, gosh, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do something so that I just look and feel my absolute best on, on my wedding day. And for some of us, that may be a great thing. Um, but for other of us, that, that those feelings might be coming from outside sources. And I don't think there's anything wrong if you are very happy and content in exactly how you look and feel then I don't think there is any reason that you need to feel like you need to change something about yourself just right. because you're having a wedding. So that said, I also think that just the act alone of getting engaged does not necessarily turn you into someone who is going to love working out and love right. dieting, eating right, changing your entire lifestyle. Like I don't think I don't think just the act alone of getting engaged uh, for many of us is is this like, oh, a, a switch flips in our head and suddenly we're either like Mr. P90X or Miss Whole30 and, you know, <laughs> that's how it is. If that's not who you were before you got engaged. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the the last one we were talking about was so much about like making sure that the wedding doesn't affect your current schedule, making sure that just just getting engaged and all the stuff that comes with planning this big event doesn't affect your your current schedule, the things you love to do and that you already do. But there's also an aspect of using the the wedding as a marker mm -hmm. for change that you do want to make, right. whatever that change might be. So um, in psychology, there's this thing called the fresh start effect. That's why you know everybody makes these New Year's resolution. It's a new year. It's this new thing that we get to do. Or people say, oh, I'll start that on Monday or, you know, the beginning of the month or whatever that is. And we can do the same thing with the wedding. Okay, this this wedding is is the marker uh, for me wanting to lose weight, me wanting to get finally get in shape. I want to look my best. And we're not going to make this whole entire uh, section about losing weight or whatever. I'm just using that as an example because that seems to be one that like a lot of people, it pops up and they say, you know what? This is my reason. I want to look good. I want to feel right. good. I'm going to make this happen for myself. Right. For some people, maybe it's, you know, the fact that when you eat dairy or gluten or whatever it is, you feel really sick and you're like, you know what? I want to just feel my best. I don't want to yep. have a stomach pain or whatever it is. So I'm going to switch my my eating habits and head more towards a, a better a better eating style that suits my body. Right. Uh, it's it, it can be so many things. Maybe you deal with acne and you're going to try something to take care of that. What whatever it might be. Um, I think there's little things that you can do. That said, I don't. My 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 tip, my my fancy fancy tip is that I don't think you should try and change everything about your life overnight. Big time, right? I think it's important to work on some small changes that you can successfully accomplish and mm -hmm. give up, build up that confidence in yourself, and build up the motivation to make other 
small life changes. And I think if you eventually make enough small life changes, you get to your goal. But I don't think you can go to bed and wake up the next morning thinking, okay, I'm suddenly going to work out three hours a day. I'm going to eat four small, super healthy meals. If yesterday you you haven't worked out in years and you know con- your diet consisted of all fast food so obviously yeah. those are two extremes but I, you just for very few of us on this planet some people are probably able to do it and those people are rock stars and superheroes as far as i'm concerned because <laughs> for, for, for a lot of us i don't i just don't think that that's possible yeah i think simply put what you said is like the most powerful thing there and that's small incremental changes over a long period of time yield results, right? Like small change that you can stick with, that you can move with, and then just build upon those things. Like like if it is exercising and getting in shape, it's not like I'm going to add six days of uh, workouts uh, over the course of this week. It's not that. It's um, I'm going to cut out soda and liquid calories from my diet for the next two weeks. Right. And then after those two weeks, it's uh, I'm going to cut out the next thing. I'm going right. to add And I'm going to continue doing that. Cardio. But right. yes, exactly. And add to it. Yep. Yeah. So can, can I share with you something that I recently learned um, that has really stuck with me? I don't think I've yeah. talked about it on this podcast before, but um, even if I have, I think it's worth saying again. So yeah. there is a lot of weight in the power of keeping a promise to yourself. So for example, mm. if you had a friend in your life who was consistently um, – they said they were going to do something and they just they just never followed through on it. Uh, they said they were going to meet you there at that time. They didn't do it. They said they were going to do this. They didn't do it. They said they were going to send you this. They didn't do it. Eventually, over time, you would start to know that your friend is just not reliable and whatever they say they're going to do, yeah, they're probably not going to do it. So you just don't right. expect much from your friend. I think we as humans have this internal dialogue constantly going with ourselves. And I think the more promises that we make to ourselves and the more promises that we don't follow through on, the easier it is next time for us not to follow through on those promises to ourselves. Because what ends up happening is we say, yeah, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to wake up early and the next morning comes, you don't wake up early. Well, now anything else that you tell yourself that just diminished the the thought that you're going to do that thing again. And there's so much power in making those promises to yourself and then continuing to make promises to yourself and keeping them that each time you just follow through. And that's why we say it's those little things. It's those small things, the small things that you can easily accomplish. Cause if you can do that, it gives you like a super nitrous boost to do the next thing. And each thing is going to be compounding and compounding and compounding to the point where everything that you're saying, you know what, I really want to do that thing. It's that much easier to follow through on it because you're setting, you're teaching yourself that what you say and what you do and what you promise yourself is important and you are going to do it. It's exactly just what we teach ourselves. So we, we, we get pretty personal on this podcast, right? Like we share a lot about ourselves. <laughs> um, sure. And I'm going to ask this question of you and I want to know the answer. Um, so how has you keeping promises to yourself changed your life? Um, well, I am, for me, it's, it's been reframing it. So it's no longer when I don't follow through on something that I'm a bad person for it. It's that, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I didn't follow through on that thing. And I, I, I owed that to myself. What can I follow through on now that can bring me back? And, and obviously this is when, 
you know, things are going well. There's days where I'm like, I'm a bad person. I didn't work out today. <laughs> but, but, you know, on, on the good days, it's like, you know what, Danielle, you said you were going to work out and you didn't. Tomorrow, tomorrow you need to you need to do something that you said you were going to do to yourself because you owe yourself that. You deserve that. Um, wow. And I think it's sort of changing and reframing how you think about it that makes all the difference. Because if I'm constantly beating myself down and telling myself those like, oh, you suck. Why, do, why can't you just whatever, then you know, you're not going to yield those same results. And like I said, if you think of it from, if you had a friend treating you that way, you would, that's how you would treat that friend. And I think you should treat yourself with, with much better um, respect and, and whatever. I can't think of the word. Dignity. (laughs) Dignity. I think, yeah, that's what I was, integrity. I think that's, that was the word I was looking for. Yes. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think if I'm talking about from my personal perspective, it's like, all right, you know, uh, you, you use the example of like not working out today. And it's like there's times where like I don't get to work out for like three, four days. And mm-hmm. it's like it's really easy to like get down on yourself for like not doing these things that you really like you really want to. But then I, I look at my like if I'm thinking, OK, by June 2nd, when we go on vacation, I want to have a six pack. It's like, well, then that's like that's not a realistic goal for me. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, and and that would be not exercising would be harmful to like that goal. But if my overall goal is to not be in a walker by the time I'm 70, then I'm doing fine. Like, like any, any exercise that I add into my life right now, any weightlifting, any just like get out there and moving is going to be a good thing for me in my end goal. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if, if my only goal is to get a six pack by June 2nd, that, uh, you know, that's not my, that's right. not the thing that's going to stick heavy with me. Right, right. And I also think um, what I've learned because I've a I have not um, I have not actively or consistently I should say worked out in a very long time, and I am at the very beginning stages of really trying to um, get better habits. And and like I said, I'm on the self care journey. And what I'm sort of learning about myself is when I try and say, okay, I'm going to do yoga three days a week and TRX two days a week. Um, <laughs> yeah. It feels like, ugh. but when I just wake up and be like, what do I want to do today? I feel like yep. yoga today. Then I do yoga and I'm good. When I yep. sort of take the, which is interesting to me because I'm a planner through and through, but I think some some bit of it was putting too much pressure onto myself and putting too much like it was, maybe I was taking the fun out of it or maybe I was taking the point yeah. out of it. So uh, for me, that worked. But I think there's other people that need um, that more structured plan too. Big time. And and I, I really can't say this enough. What we're talking about here—that's you know Dan and I's opinion on it. But you may have a totally different opinion. I think the point is just like finding what works for you. Yeah. Staying positive in your frame of mind that you are doing good things, and if you didn't happen to do what you said you were going to do, tomorrow's your best chance to do it again. You know, like yep. you, you have all these opportunities and. We're definitely not saying anybody has to lose weight for their wedding. I don't want it to come across like that. Um, but it's just but such yeah. an easy, relatable example for so many yes. people. Yes. Um, and you know, I, if I can sum up one of the things that you said, it's just to extend yourself a little bit of grace, right? Like to yes. not be so hard on ourselves because yes. we can all do that a lot. Right. And cool. and honestly, yeah, none of these things, if you, if you don't do them, you're not a bad person or a bad partner in any mm-hmm. way. You know, it's just about it's just about being a happy partner, you know, and that's, yeah. that's about giving yourself that self care. That's what it comes down to. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. So 
on that on that note too of being happy and 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 taking care of yourself i think there's also maybe a little bit of weight in rewarding and and pampering yourselves yeah you know i i love the concept of that rachel and i are um we currently ha- like we we call it loot in in our household where it's like we want to get new loot uh and it's it's rewards for goals that we we achieve so we have like some credit cards that we're trying to pay off and things like that and you know right now there's this amazing gym that we really want to join as a family but it's just too much per month and uh our our loot our reward for when we pay off these credit cards is that we will get to join this gym and there's a whole bunch of like little things that we have set up but i just love the idea of like setting up these little rewards even on a daily or weekly basis to just reward yourself for Good behavior, I guess you could call it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's doing, you know, working towards your goal. And with weddings, with planning a wedding, obviously the wedding in and of itself is is a is a reward, right? You get to, at the end of all this, you get to have this great party with your favorite people and you get to marry your best friend. Holy reward, right? But I think there is a lot of weight in little milestones that you're going to hit throughout the process. Like maybe you booked your your venue and your wedding date. Um, maybe that, you know, is is calls for a little dinner date to celebrate that with a glass of champagne yeah. or, or whatever it is. Um, maybe you nail down all your major vendors, like you've got your photographer, you've got your florist, you've got your, you know, all of your different things lined up, ready to go. Well, that's a great time to schedule a little couple's massage to relax now, uh, yeah. you know, just spend some time together, have a glass of champagne. I feel like I'm talking about champagne a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is it five o'clock somewhere? Nope, it's only it's only lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, finish your seating chart, movie night, whatever it is, and whatever is important to you as a couple, I think it's important to say, hey, we did that thing, let's celebrate. Even if that one little thing was, hey, we learned how to tie a bow tie tonight, let's go celebrate. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. I, I think that's what life should be about, is about just experiencing things and celebrating the little wins, the big wins, the, any type of win, you know, yeah. and and just having fun with it, you know? And I think that is going to be the balance that so many people are craving and need uh, as they go through this sort of stressful yeah. time. Yeah, e- even if it's, hey, we got through this crazy week, Let's do something together. Hey, it's yeah. it's six months to our wedding today. Woo-hoo! Yes, yes. Celebrate, you know, all those exactly. little things. Exactly. Yeah. And I think if we could like sum up this this episode in any way, it's it's just don't put you on a back burner. Like you as a, an individual as well as you as your relationship. Don't don't put that on a back burner. Don't let the wedding trump everything else in your life. Yes, it's an important time and it's an exciting yeah. time but you have to still take care of you in order to enjoy this exciting and happy time that's happening to you. Well said, D. Well said. Thanks, D. No problem, Dizzle. Big big D. Yeah. All right, you guys, check out as always the put a ring on a podcast.com website for show notes and all of the 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 links we talked about in today's episode. And remember, you can find me just about anywhere at DPNAK, DPNAK, DPNAK. Yep. I love it when people follow me on Instagram. That's where I've been putting a lot of energy into lately. I feel like everybody's on it. Um, yeah. 
and and I'm really funny on my Instagram stories. So check me out. <laughs> I love Instagram stories. Actually, uh, lately, uh, uh, quite a few listeners have been sending me messages and and all different things, and I I absolutely love it. So bring it on, guys. I I love it. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys soon. If you have any questions for us, don't forget we have those Dear Dan's episodes going down. Yep. And hopefully this episode has um, given you a little bit of motivation to just do something really great for yourself this week. So yeah. we'll talk to you, you soon. You deserve it. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>